I speak life to your life. I speak peace over your life. And oh God, speak a word in this place and cover us now with your blood. We trust you that even now, better days are coming. want you to know you're here today not by accident if you showed up today you're supposed to be here just got to tell you that if you connected with us right now it's because you're supposed to there's a move of God that God wants to do in your life and for somebody listening to me right now God wants to change your relationship with him. That right now you have a head relationship, but not a heart relationship. You, you come and you participate because you know you should. But your heart is not completely in it. And the reason your heart is not completely sold out is because your spirit is still in the midst of longing for a deeper walk with God. You don't know how to get it, but you want to experience it. And I want you to understand something. What you want is what God wants for you. You think it's something exclusive to you or esoteric? No, no, no. It's the real relationship that God's always wanted with you. And while we've gotten caught up in formulas, in rituals, in litanies, in ropeness, 
God keeps saying, I want your heart. I want your spirit. I don't need you to pray a prayer that you read out of the Bible without giving me your heart. I don't need somebody to pray over you if you won't pray for yourself. Because I want to communicate with you. And for somebody right now, in, in the words of Leandra and Tri-City, I believe, Donald Lawrence, this is going to be your exodus. You're getting ready to walk out of something into something new. time for you to leave some stuff behind and to walk into the newness that God has for you. Here, give me a couple of moments because I, I want to talk from a simple theme in John 20. You don't need to stand John 20, I just want to read one verse. Now, for those of you that are not Bible scholars and you haven't read this, I just need to tell you the story and then I'll catch you up because it's an old story. The disciples meet together behind locked door. On the first meeting while they're there, Jesus shows up and Jesus shows up Somehow, he dematerializes and then materializes within the room. The material body, so effective to the way that it could even still eat food from the earth. Thomas is not there. Eight days later, Thomas is with the disciples and again, they have the same experience. Jesus dematerializes and then materializes inside the room. The text is really clear that the door was locked. This is John 20. The text is clear. The door was locked. Jesus stands there with Thomas and in verse 27 of that chapter he says he says then he said to Thomas reach here with your finger and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side do not be unbelieving but stop doubting and believe Thomas answered him and said my Lord and my God Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, do you now believe? Blessed, happy, spiritually secure and favored by God are they who did not see me and yet believed in me. 
the Message Bible gives verse 29 this way. The Message Bible says, Jesus said, so you believe you've seen with your own eyes even better blessings are in store for those who believe without seeing. I just want to talk about better blessings. Better blessings. Can I can I just talk to you? I'm not I'm, I don't have much time, so I'm just talk for a minute. I'm only gonna be a couple minutes. I think that most people don't realize how hard it is to live a life of faith until you really try. And most people don't recognize that some of what they were doing to try um, has to do with what they were doing in their head. They try to live the faith out in their head. You know, trying to think the right thing, do the right thing, be there. They try to get a works righteousness. If I do enough good deeds, I'll be connected to God. So I need to be on every committee and do everything I can because good deeds are what's going to connect me to God. And some people think that it will come some other way. I need to tell you something. The truth of the matter is that good deeds, tithing, almsgiving, benevolence, charity, all those should be offshoots and expressions of your faith. But they're not your faith. You don't have to be saved to give your tithes. talk about your auntie's husband. So don't worry, they don't know who he is. But uh, Donna's aunt, Deaconess aunt, used to come to church every Sunday. Her husband didn't. He was kind of had a little side speakeasy, side gambling house, you know, down low in the basement in the cut. Don't nobody know I know this. So he wouldn't, he didn't, he didn't go to church. He didn't go to church at all. Love the man. Love, I, I really did love him. That's why I can tell the story. So he didn't go to church at all. So, but he'd be up all night long. Get up in the morning. Miss Minnie be getting dressed to go to church on Sunday morning. Now he been up Friday into Saturday in the Sunday morning and he just coming out. <laughs> and he would get out and he would put on the table all of his winnings and he'd drop it out there and he said, take the tides out, the Lord be good. 
him I did really years later he loved the Lord till he died I buried him as well he's a great man it was the fact that he thanked God the, the point I make is we can do good deeds but the relationship that God's looking for from you now is different from that and you know why people are now saying, I'm spiritual but not religion, religious. I'm trying to find my spirituality. You know why they do that? Because they have never really come into a personal intimacy with God. Because see, once you become personally intimate with God, you won't have to find your religion. It will have found you. The reason he told Thomas, said, man, I know this is cool, bruh. This is cool in the game. I know you're ready to celebrate. But that ain't the real deal. Seeing me, touching me. But there's a deeper place you can be in. There's a deeper walk you can have that is completely spiritual. You can take it with you on your job. You can take it with you in the courtroom. You can take it with you in the hospital. You can take it in the surgical suite. You can take it when you're miserable. You can take it when you feel like you want to give up. You can take it when you're on the edge of quiet desperation. It's the Spirit of God. I, I love um, gospel recording artists. Leandra Johnson, and I love Leandra because not only is she a gifted singer, um, but I love Leandra Johnson because of the fact that for whatever reason, she's let people look in behind the veil of her life. She's a gospel recording artist. She's a winner of three, season three of BET, uh, uh, Sunday Best. She's, she's the first one from Sunday Best to win a Grammy. But, but Leandra's been through some stuff. She's had some rough days. So when she wrote the song, Better Days Are Coming, she wrote it with these first words in mind, sometimes it feels cold and you feel all alone. Yeah. 
But hold on. Better days are coming. It can be rough in this world. I know it ain't easy, but hang on in there. I know better days are coming. You've seen good and you've seen bad. You've been hurt beyond sin, but just remember, better days are coming. Friends will leave you all by yourself, but don't cry. Because better days are coming. I, I want to help you here. The reason she could still sing that is because her hope of life is not resting on people around her, but on the God within her and the Spirit of God preserving her so she can yet say in the midst of it all, better days. I'm, 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 I'm going to just, um, just a few more, just a few more. So, what are, what are, you, what are you trying to teach us today, Bishop? I, I'm glad you asked. I'll break it down as I lead up to Pentecost over the next few weeks. But the, the thing you need to know is that the evolving relationship with God shifts from physical to spiritual. So that if you see Jesus as God's physical embodiment for Calvary, then what Jesus was in the midst of doing during these last days he was on earth post-resurrection was trying to get everybody to wake up. He said, this relationship is changing. I'm going I'm I'm to show it to you in a minute. He said, it's changing. You're not going to have the relationship you had. This, this text here is one of the last few times revelation and manifestation in the flesh will be displayed. It's one of the last times you're going to see revelation and manifestation displayed. This is it. A few more visits and he will be lifted. And so in the few minutes I have left, I want to give you some things that are going to help. You see, because the transition for this text is marked by his entrance into the room with the door being shut. The reason why the text repeats it in the beginning at the first visit, which would have been at the end of day of, of the resurrection morning till eight days later, the reason why the text keeps repeating it is because the text wants you to realize that the disciples did not know how he got in the room. And they could not explain it nor can we, and they wanted you to know the mystery surrounding Jesus. Now, why is that important for me to say to you? Because you cannot try 
to do some kind of cognitive manipulation and some kind of calculation and refocus and some kind of genius trick move with your mind to explain mystery. It can't be explained. It is inexplicable. And if you're trying to rationalize that which has taken place in spirit and in mystery, you will never get it. You know, it's funny. Some people would prefer to believe that Star Trek is real and Scotty can beam you up. And to believe that Jesus can show up. Okay, okay, okay. My, my, my time is running out. I gotta go, I gotta go. So, so four transformative movements mark the text. And I'm gonna come back. I'll do these. I'll, I'll make them clearer later. But I want you to take them home with you to think about. Four transformative movements. Movement one. Number one. It is the conversion of consciousness. And the word consciousness here is awareness. So when Thomas comes in and Jesus enters the room behind him, what Jesus needs to do is to convert his thinking. And notice the text says to him, touch me and be not unbelieving because I need to get you out of your ephemeral mind the way it is currently located and get you to thinking supernaturally. It is easier for me to get some folk to be scared of a ghost than it is to get you to believe that Jesus is real. You've seen enough movies with enough boogeymen, so you stay up all night running from ghosts and you won't believe that the Spirit of God is present. You believe a house can be haunted, but you don't believe a life can be filled with the Holy Spirit. I can't stay there. That, that house haunted right there. I can't stay there. They got a pentagram on the floor. I can't stay there. You better rip that floorboard up and say a prayer. Go on and go. Get you some paint. The devil had this. Well, I just consecrated it. It belongs to God now. The devil may have had it, but now it belongs to God. He meant it for evil, but God took it for good. Let's get it on. Let's go. Okay, no, no. Let me it's conversion of consciousness. And, and let me, I, I know I digress, so I want to bring it back. Let me, let me say this word to you. Some of you are still needing to become more aware of the spirit of God than you are right now which means you need to pray that your awareness, that the light of your understanding can become open 
to the presence of God. Because for the next move of God of your life, you're going to need to have your mind open for what God wants to do. The only reason the words of the text says, and be not unbelieving but believing, is to simply say, have an open mind. Be aware that this is mystery. You don't understand it, and it's okay you don't understand, but I need you to convert your thinking to believe that all things are possible. Number two, number two, and I'm almost done. Number two, it's the consciousness of charisma. The consciousness of charisma. It's the consciousness now, the awareness of the converal of divine power. It's the consciousness of the conferral of divine power. See, you need to know that God can give power. Let me, let me, let me explain you. If I call you up now and pray for you and just say you fall out in the spirit, I'm not saying you will, but just say you did, you may get up wondering, how did I go out? What happened to me? It is the conferral of divine power. What is in me has now touched you. Okay, okay, y'all, y'all looking at me funny. So let me let me do this. The problem with most of you is that you don't believe in spirit. You don't believe in spirit. Now you say you do, but you don't. But if I make you stay here long enough, you will agree with me that spirit is everywhere. Have you ever met somebody and you just didn't like them? No, no, come on. Why, why is it that you didn't like them? Because their energy came in contact with your energy and it repelled each other. Let me put it in spiritual terms. Your spirit came in contact with their spirit and you knew there was no agreement. I'm, I've lost a great cousin who was who got saved before he went home with the Lord. On one occasion, he was in prison. Brother Robert helped me get in to visit him. He was locked up. Brother was huge. Swole chest, big arms. One day, he was in prison, and he was cutting up. And another rival gang caught him by himself. But at that time, he was so full of the adversary. There were about 20 of them, and they were about to jump him. And I said to him, I said, why didn't they jump you? He said, he said, man, he said, Rev, I didn't mean to call you down. Rev, no, man, it's cool, tell me anything. He said, I was so possessed at that time when they came in the room fussing and yelling, I just stood up and looked. And they knew that if they fought me, 
somebody was going to die. And they decided not to die that day. I said, would you really kill them? He said, would I have killed them? I'd still be killing them. Y'all don't get that. Those spirits that had invaded his mind were so powerful that other spirits backed down. He gave his life to the Lord because he had a praying mother and a praying father, praying sister. He gave his life and all that left him. And even though he was still big, he looked like a gentle teddy bear giant that you just wanted to hug. Because once those spirits left, you know the Bible says the, when the demon who was in the, in the, in, in the graveyard, he said, we are legion and we are many. It's just a recognition of spirit possession. Okay. So if I'm telling you, you've got to get your spirit right. What I'm suggesting to you is, I meet you, I meet your spirit. Now I also meet your personality, but your spirit comes first. Now if you let me, because your spirit is transparent, I can read you up and down. Why? Because your spirit is there. And you also can read me. Just like right now, some of you who would not have accepted this before I started have picked up on the spirit in which I'm delivering it and you're getting revelation knowledge. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to rush so that if I meet your spirit and you meet my spirit, then this is where the Bible comes in at. If we both have the same spirit and we now get with Sister Roberta and we're on the same spirit and my wife joins us in prayer, what ends up happening? Connected together, we now become a band of spiritual force. Scripture says, where one can chase a thousand and two can put 10,000 other spirits to flight. Okay. I'm I, I know I'm getting deeper and deeper these days. They, they. Okay. So I have to decide the spiritual force I'm willing to work under whether it be that of evil or that of the divine God. Okay, I'm gonna close this because I know some of you are sitting there like, this is too deep for me. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not too deep for you as well. It's just where God wants you to be. Two last things, and I'm only gonna say them if you allow me, I'll come back in a couple weeks and I'll clean this up. Number three is the charisma of certitude. Once the divine anointing and spirit has been converted to you, you now develop a spirit of certitude as in certainty and a developed trust. 
Some of you don't function with certitude because you have not accepted the force and presence of the Spirit of God in you. So because you don't trust the Spirit of God, you don't know how to walk with certitude. Last point, I'm done for the day. I'm way over time. Certitude comes as a result of the comforter. This goes back to the lesson, and this is going to bring you full circle. That's why I'm closing it here. Now I want you to get this. I'm not worried about anybody shouting anything today. I want you to get something done. Listen to me closely. Remember, the word comforter is the word paraclete, which means helper or advocate. So now if one were to read John 14, 16, one would see there that here's what Jesus says, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The operative word here is not paraclete or helper. The operative word is another. Went over your head. Watch this. Which suggests that Jesus was their paraclete in the flesh and no longer able to be their paraclete in the flesh. He confers upon them the Holy Spirit to pick up on what he did in the flesh so that the paraclete in the flesh could be removed and the paraclete in the spirit could be made present so that the power of God could be carried not in a single individual but in the masses that each of us could possess the very essence of God and God's power through the paracletos, the Holy Spirit. And if you knew what I just said, you'd be able to tell somebody, better days are coming. Better blessings are coming. Now tell them why. Because I got the power. I got the power. I got the power. The reality of the text is that Jesus says to him, this is good, but look out. The day's getting better when folk are going to believe that never needed to see because the Holy Ghost is going to be there. Come on, give God a praise. Come on, give the praise.
you'll need to listen to it again. I know it's a little different. Some of you have been in church a long time, and you know some of the deeper things of our faith. You've never learned. You didn't go to Bible study to get it. And sometimes you just need to get this now. There's something that you don't, you don't want to go to heaven without having known that there was a deeper thing, a deeper place in God. I'll show you how to get there. I'll show you how to get there. You want to become really spiritual? I'll show you how. Because this can't simply be taught. It's got to be caught. You've got to experience this. And if you're going to experience it, you've got to come with open mind. And see, I'm ready to go to another level in my walk of faith. And guess what? I'll take you there. I extend an invitation. Maybe somebody today came said, I want to be a part of that ministry. I want to be a part of that church. I believe in what God is doing there. I want to extend to you an invitation. If you're here today and you want to be a part of this ministry, just lift up your hand wherever you are. If you're in this sanctuary, you can just lift up your hand and one of these ushers will walk up to you and they'll give you some information and we'll be more than happy to receive you into our fellowship, into this place. I see hands going up. Thank you. God bless you. Just lift up your hand. God bless you wherever you are. I extend an invitation. If you're online, give me a call. Email me here at Shiloh. Say, I want to be an I member. If you're not in the New London area, that doesn't matter. You can still be a member of this fellowship. Join us. Join us. We'll share with you. We'll become pastor and people. I love each one of you already with the love of the Lord. God bless you. Look at may heaven smile upon you. Would you do me a favor? Before you sit down, I know this has been some kind of service, but before you sit down, I want you to take a moment to give God your very best praise before you take your seat. Whatever that is. Come on, give me your best praise. Give me your best praise. <coughs> you may be seated in the sanctuary. We're just about done. But before we close, uh, allow me to first, um, I'm going to take the offering up in just a moment. But before we close, allow me to ask if there are any of the May-born babies here. Anybody born in the month of May? Hey, amen, amen. I see the May babies. Let's sing happy birthday to them. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. May the Lord every day. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday.
at each of the May babies. I love you all with the love of the Lord. So grateful to you and for being here. Also, I want to wish all of the May wedding folk. Anybody? May wedding folk. My wife started cheering finally. I looked at her. You didn't look like you was happy for a birthday. That <laughs> Amen. We're going to celebrate our anniversary this month, the end of the month. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We love you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for each one of you. Just delighted to see you. Still praying for you and still grateful to God. I want you to help me to celebrate with Sister Lisa Ken, who Minister Ken, who just celebrated her retirement. She she said uh she said she don't know what she's going to do Monday when she wakes up and she doesn't have to go to work. She, she, she don't know how she's going to respond. Congratulations to you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Brother Fred, I'm so glad you're here. We're about to send the posse out to find you, boy. We will, we will go find you. <laughs> yeah. We, we about to send out the FBI, CIA, NSA, somebody. We love you all of you, all, all the alphabets, all the alphabets. God bless you. Look, I need you to get your tithes, your offering ready. If you gave online or if you, get, you send your gift in, don't worry about it. If you have your gift with you, fill out the envelope, just leave it at the door. We don't, we're just going to, as you leave, as you walk out, drop it in the bucket. Amen. Ushers will let you out row by row. So get your offering ready. Let me just pray over that. Um, I know my wife and I, we gave, we gave on the way into the church this morning. As we walked in the door, we just give ours right away. But, I, but please join us in giving your tithes and your offering. And if you volunteered to help us with the lands, and you, some of you said you'd be a part of the, give, the standing with the 70 at $25 a week, please continue to do it. We still got work to do. And I just thank God that we have made it through. Uh, we are making it through. And we are still here. We're still standing. Let's pray over the offering. God, I just thank you that you love a cheerful giver. And thank you that we don't have to beg your people. Because your people are hilarious, joyful givers. And we just thank you, Lord, for meeting every need and blessing every one of us to serve you even the better. God, not only get, take this, God, that we give you, but give us the more so that we can be investors in the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Let, me, let, me, uh, let me just tell you this. I love each one of you. You won't change my mind. Would you let me celebrate our band and our praise and worship and Gloria? Now, now, Captain Fingers, you were just, you just, uh, the, the, the anointing hit you uh, all kind of different there, didn't it? Did, did.
I'm just thanking God for him. And thank God for each one of you. You all are just beautiful folks. And you all bless us every week. And I can't thank you all enough. God bless you. Did I leave anything out? I'll be online Tuesday night for Bible study, Wednesday for prayer. Join me. Look forward to seeing all of you in the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's look to the Lord even now. With your heads bowed, your eyes closed. Can I tell you one secret real quick? One, one secret. Whenever you get ready to receive a blessing and someone's praying for you, listen to it because you want to co-sign it with an amen. If what you hear you don't agree with, don't say amen because it's a way of saying, I ain't putting my signature on that. Remember, if anyone stands here to pray for you, they are intercessor. And what you want to do is to both hear and worship with them. And your participation is important, and your amen of affirmation seals it before the throne of God. Are y'all with me? Understand that this is a spiritual relationship we're having. And let's stop looking at it as pastor and people know we are on a spiritual journey together. And I want you to develop your spiritual life. Whatever you got left in this world, make it your happiest spiritual days. With your hands lifted, if you will, grace and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all now and forever. Amen. Shalom. Go in peace and the peace of God go with you.